Dantini, episode number 104. This week, we have a very Jesus Dantini. We discuss the legitimacy of Mark Driscoll's apology, atheism for Lent, and rant about homophobic Christian dicks. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong Simone? I'm doing great, thank you. And some uh, breaking uh, information just provided to me just before we started recording. I got yes. an email from Listener Bunyan, also Sister Bunyan. Um, <laughs> she forwarded this email that my aunt forwarded her and uh, asking me, like, what the hell to do about it because she doesn't like getting these these religious emails. <laughs> oh, it's a religious email? Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one's, like, trying to be really hilarious. So, oh, no. um yeah, anyway, so the email is titled Recall Notice. And also, it tells you before you start reading it this is totally amazing. Talk about clever and to the point. Never heard it put like this before. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. The Rule maker. One, never raise all... their expectations like that. Anyway. Seriously, when they open like that, telling you how great it's going to be, it's like already so tragic. Um, <sighs> The maker of all human beings, God, <laughs> is recalling all units manufactured regardless of make or year due to a serious defect in the primary and central component, the heart. This is due to a malfunction in the original prototype units, codenamed Adam and Eve, resulting oh. in the reproduction of the same defect in all subsequent units. This defect has been identified as subsequential internal non-morality, more commonly known as sin. Oh. <laughs> As it is primarily expressed, some of the symptoms include loss of direction, foul vocal emissions, amnesia of origin, lack of peace or joy, selfish or violent behavior, depression or confusion, fearfulness, idolatry, and rebellion. The manufacturer, who is neither liable nor at fault for this defect, is providing factory authorized repair and service free of charge to correct this defect. The repair oh. technician, Jesus has most generously offered to bear the entire burden and has paid the price of the staggering cost for all these repairs. There is no additional fee required. The number to call for repair in all areas is (laughs) (laughs) P-R-A-Y-E-R. Do you think this is generated in Australia or is this American or what do you think? Um, Let's see if I can find any U's uh, that would uh, tell me. If it's in Australia. The British spelling. <laughs> British spelling, American spelling. Um, once connected, please upload your burden of SIN through the repentance oh. procedure. Next, download atonement and forgiveness from the repair technician, Jesus, into the heart component. Oh. No matter how big or small the SIN defect is, Jesus will replace it with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, oh. self control. Please see the operating manual, the B-I-B-L-E, best instructions before leaving Earth. Oh, no. <laughs> For the details of the use of these fixes. Warning, continuing to operate the human being unit without correction voids any manufacturer warranties, exposing the unit to dangers and problems too numerous to list and will result <laughs> in the human unit 
being permanently impounded. <laughs> For free emergency service, call on Jesus. Danger! The human oh. being units not responding to this recall action will have to be scrapped in the furnace. The SIN defect will not this be permitted to enter worst. heaven, so as the, to prevent contamination of that facility. Thank you for your attention. God. Like, that's a ter- that's terrible. Like, the way that ended, <laughs> that is terrible. You know? And it's like they're trying to yeah. pass it off all cutesy. Give me a... Yeah, oh. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <sighs> I ruined your day. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's okay. Bunyan. It's like 8 o'clock by now. I'm fine. <laughs> Day's pretty much over. <laughs> oh, oh, it closes saying, please assist where possible by notifying others of this important recall notice, as you uh, may connect to the father anytime by me mail. Me mail. God. So, this is Anne. Is she like a repeat offender? I don't know. She doesn't send them to me, but she's actually really <laughs> awesome. Like, I love this aunt. She's cool. Like, when we were okay. teenagers and we would mm-hmm. uh, be like, when there'd be like a family party and we'd be going out to smoke with our friends, like, she had quit smoking a long time ago, but she still wanted to. So she would like sneak off and like smoke with us. So, okay, you that's, know, she, that's she, fun. Yeah, yeah. So she's, you know, I think she just thinks this is funny. Like, she's not, you know, I think she's very devoted and very serious and does Bible study, but she's not like an evangelical hot ass, you know. So, but she sends yeah. emails like this, which is a little, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think it might be one of those things that, I don't know if she doesn't know Bunyan's position or what, but sending it to people who also believe and think, this is a riot, <laughs> you know. Okay, so yeah. That, 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 that would be my interpretation of her intent with it. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. But it's still horrible. <laughs> I'm so, uh, like, people by now, thank God, they know way better than to send me that. But I used to get tons of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't got any in so long. I think the one's finally out. I mean, even or, me, it took a long time to stop getting those. So. <laughs> people are just afraid I'm going to make brutal fun of them if they send me anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have that going for me. <sighs> yes. Thank you for sharing that, Bunyan. Even though you didn't know it was immediately going to get read on the podcast. She was just asking for help. Like, what do I do? <laughs> nice. Oh, so, Bunyan. Oh, Bunyan, thank you. Um, so on the subject of, uh, of religion, I wanted to ask you if you had much information. Because we were talking about our beloved Pope Francis last week and how he's... Was he the, um, the patron saint or the religious figure, the official religious figure of Dongtini? <laughs> he is. <laughs> he is. Um... I just want to ask you, like, do you know how he's... Because I, I saw a, a poll since we last recorded just about how he's, you know, received among among Catholics and Christians. And I thought, mm-hmm. surely the hard asses probably hate him because, you know, if we're all so happy about him, he must be pissing somebody else off, you know? So I just wanted yes. if you had any any sense of what uh, how he's received among the, the general evangelical uh, uh, community. From what I understand, the evangelicals reluctantly like him um, uh-huh. because they they kind of like they they like that he is you know living you know as close to the ground as possible and you know trying to keep his right. vow of poverty and kind of skewing all that and doing you know saying cool sneaky things, but they do not like his stance on on how he wants gay people to have equal rights like that. That's a problem. This is what I've ascertained just from a little bit right. I've heard. So um, I, I kind of yeah. like him because I like him even more for that because he's he's drawing them to in a little, but he's also making them uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of cool. It's kind of subversive of him but um and like, how so much cute. do 
He's very cute. I just love that guy. Um, how much um, do evangelicals even reveal anything the Pope has to say? Like, how seriously do they take him if they're not actually Catholic? Yep. Well, that's a kind of... Um, generally, they think Catholics are bad and they worship idols. You know, they pray to Mary and that's right. bad. Um, and, right, right. you know, so there's that. But there is, I have noticed that evangelicals are, are li- warming up a little bit to him. They're kind of seeing, okay, well, this can be a good thing. And he's, you know, better than that last pope and, you know, speaking out against some important issues. Like, um, they like his take on the sex abuse, how he was, was saying right. this should not, ne- you know, that he's kind of throwing the book at, at all that. So that's, they've got that. But this gay thing is just really sticks in their craw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> Because, I mean, I'm really hopeful that, you know, it's not just... Because I, I assume if I like him, he can't be he can't be going much further with, within the church, or at least the next person's probably <laughs> going to be. They go, like, okay, that was a mistake, and just get, you know, Benedict, you know, the second or the 23rd or whatever the next Benedict is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Um, uh. Yeah, but, I mean, it seems like across the board he's liked and respected. I think because, like you said, he's actually, you know, t- you know, sticking with the poverty vow and that kind of stuff and really, you know, kind of putting everybody on their toes. I think that's why he's mm-hmm. probably got some appeal because we can see him kind of calling out everybody so yeah that's that's pretty awesome so yeah good on yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> we liked you even before you said fuck or cock <laughs> <laughs> on the subject of cocks so we don't actually see this cock though it can be seen uh, if you see certain plays and I think maybe a movie coming up Oh, no, 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 I'm mistaken. But yeah, Harry Potter's penis. And <laughs> I said that in a complete earnest and then realized what I had done. That's going to be a tag um, on the iTunes. Yes, Harry Potter's <laughs> listing penis. Listing this week. <laughs> um, no, Daniel Radcliffe uh, sex scene. So I reported about uh, Kill Your Darlings, where he was um, getting it in the butt. But there was also this series called Young Doc- The Young Doctor's Notebook, um, starring Daniel Radcliffe and John Hamm, which was very exciting. It's just four half-hour episodes, but it's um, this Russian story about this doctor, and, and Daniel Radcliffe pay- plays the doctor when he's young, and John Hamm plays the older version. They're kind of like, you know kind of talking to each other like from the you know like past and present kind of thing anyway um yeah but there's some more um harry potter sex scenes in that so i thought people would like to know that if people are looking to me to provide that kind of information I information. <laughs> is it out yet <laughs> yeah 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 it's uh it's uh it, it already it already it already um aired last year so and they're supposedly doing a second season so okay i have yes. to see this it's only like four half hour episodes, so it's pretty easy. Someone so, sent me um, the link to True Detective, and I haven't watched it yet because it has something to do with like getting the computer out, and you know, it's harder than just turning on TV. It's, oh, uh, I know. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. stupid, but I think I think in the end, after I finished with True Detective, I thought it was very, I thought it was great while I was watching it, but I don't think it has a lasting effect on me. Hmm. So, because yeah, the ending was kind of meh, like people were really kind of you know, you know dissatisfied with it I think and really uh, yeah yeah so it's it, it to me it, I my summation of it without explaining anything about it at all is just that it's really beautifully made really well made really well acted there's just certain elements of it like certain plot elements and 
things aren't like fully realized. So it's not like one of the perfect shows, like The Sopranos or Breaking Bad or Six Feet Under or something. It's just not that. So that's my. I'm glad I watched it. It was only eight episodes, but um, yeah. Where are you watching? The that's all. Right now? It's just that's like one season or. Well, I think if they did another season, we'd have to have a whole different cast because it just feels like too much of a an insular story, you know? Oh, interesting. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think if they think there's talk of another season, but I think it would be a whole other cast. So I'm not 100 percent sure, but it kind of would make sense to me if those two characters were back in it again, you know? So yeah. Nice. My thoughts. Yes. <laughs> so um, now, listener, I appreciate your patience on this matter, but um, regarding my past as well. <laughs> oh my god, I love this saga. Okay, thank you. Let's, I'm let's glad hear you love this the week's saga. development. <laughs> okay, so this week's development. First of all, I really appreciate. I've had listeners reaching out to me. I had um, a listener <laughs> Kyle texted me, uh, tweeted a picture at me of the bare shelves at his local supermarket, showing me that there was no sun-dried tomato pasta sauce, Aww. and I appreciated him looking and thinking of me and tweeting that at me. Um, then, um, then I also had um, listener Sean email me, uh, at least sharing in the pain of losing a losing a beloved product. Um, so he he loved uh, a variety of barbecue Cheez-Its and um, and wrote <laughs> and and wrote a, a, a pain a pain email to them, which I will read to you right now. Dear Sunshine, oh boy. once upon a time I fell in love with a product to the extent that I never thought I could love another. The barbecue Cheez-Its that you once made were by far the greatest snack food ever to grace my palate. I was extremely disheartened when oh, I found no. out this product was no longer available and searched grocery stores within 20, a 25 mile radius to find one last box. Oh. I've lived more than half a decade without this amazing product, but have continued preaching its legacy to anyone who will listen. Nearly everyone who has ever heard of this miraculous snack has stared at me in, in, in dro- jaw-dropping awe and disbelief. I see that you continue to create new Cheez-It flavors, which is great, but all of these pale in comparison to the once great barbecue That's flavor. great. I beg of you to please resurrect this glorious variety to your already fantastic line like the messiah of all snack foods. I promise to continue to spread its gospel emphatically. Sincerely, your devoted disciple. (laughs) Oh my god, I hope they listen to him. Well, apparently not. They just wrote him back and said, thanked him for his brand loyalty and let them know they have no plans to make the flavor again. And just, <laughs> and just like stuck the knife in further by suggesting an inferior flavor. It's like, we don't want that. Aww. We've already explained how we feel. This is the one. So, yes, yeah, so I've had that outreach and I thought, well, this seems like it's all it's going to get. And then during the week, or was it on the weekend? Yes, I got an email from listener Christine sent mm-hmm. me a picture of a jar and said, I found a bunch at my local store. And I was like, uh-uh. oh, oh. and I was like freaking out. I was kind of like depressed and having a hard time getting out of bed. And I was suddenly like set up with a jolt. I was so excited. And I wrote her back with like lots of OMGs and, and exclamation marks. And, <laughs> and I thought, I wonder if I'm scaring her away. So anyway, so I, I tried to make a plan of action. Like, okay, just get that sauce for now. And like, how many more are there? And she's like, 10 more jars. And I'm like, okay. Like trying to work out like shipping and like how much I have to put her out because she has to like pack it and stuff and yeah and then I realized the store that she was at she lives like 30 minutes south of Seattle so then I realized this chain is in the Pacific Northwest so I had you mm-hmm. on the case I sent, told you to go and check your local store <laughs> and I sent my friends in Portland to check a local store and then in the process of finding a photo of it to send to my friends in Portland I found it again on soap.com where I tried to order it last a couple of weeks like a month ago i'm like why is it back on again so i immediately put in 10 jars for quantity and i processed my order 
And according to FedEx, it's on its way. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I know. I know. Crisis solved. So, wow. I know. So I, I'll still pay anyone who bought one for me because I can take all I can get. And I tried. I looked again today, and it was down to like out of stock. So it's like I bought the lot. <laughs> I just after all this talk about like this has been hyped so so thoroughly and and masterfully that I really have to. Say. Find some for myself, not to give well, me a, to, your, to try for myself. Well, go to the QFC store. Apparently, this, it's there. So yeah, and it's only like three point nine miles from your home address because I punched 3. it in. Three point nine miles. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you know that, and you're in LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, and also listen to Alexandra Mero in um, Toronto, my friend. She also found some. So I've got another two or three jars waiting for me in Canada. So. Um, oh. I've got at least, I mean, I mostly I just wanted one more jar to taste it one more time because it was just taken away from me, you know, just so. taste it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> so I thank you all for indulging me through this difficult time, but it looks like I may have had a reprise, so. It's been like I a blood drive. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> it totally <sighs> Anyway. So, um, now I have another document. I want to talk about Sonic Youth. Oh, good. Do you like, do you like Sonic Youth? Okay. Um, I, okay. I like I've had page. probably two or three of their <laughs> CDs over the course of my life. And they're pretty right. noisy is how I, is, was always my conclusion. But I still like them just for who they were. They were prominently featured in Sassy Magazine all the time. And they were, right, you know, right. they were a big deal. And I, I just like their style. And, um, um. But I'm not a fan of Thurston leaving his wife Kim for a twenty, some girl in her twenties recently. Like right. that, I just that sucks. Um, and I don't know the whole story, but I just have to. So I'll just not hate on him too hard. I'll just say I'm not a big fan. And a good friend of mine is good friends with Kim, and so and uh-huh. you know, so I've heard good things about her personally. So right. there's that. Um, so I'm a little biased. I'm, I'm not just like a, a total, complete, cold outsider to to Sonic right, Youth. Right. But did you yep, listen yep. to them at all? Or I liked um, one song. Well, I'll say one and a half because I kind of didn't mind Sugar King. But I really liked Bull in the Heather. Like Bull in the Heather, I thought this song is like so weird and crazy sounding to me. Because I just didn't know anything very weird at the time. So I was really into that song. Like, But other than that, everything I've heard has just sounded like total crap to me you know and so I think and it's this is like American Hustle where I was like really down on it getting any awards not because I thought it was so bad but because I resented that it got so much accolade for not being that good so I feel like that's that's why I'm with them I understand that you know they did some stuff that interested was interesting to people and it interested me this one song but I think I resent the 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 the, the pedestal that they are on like I had, a, I had we had this book club about the history of all these punk bands and there was a Sonic Youth chapter, and 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 then at some point in the meeting, my friend Lisa was like, "So I'm sure we can all agree we all like Sonic Youth." And I'm like, "No, oh, like that's why funny. is that just assumed? Like that just pissed me off." And I was like, uh, "No, I don't like them." So, and that's exactly the thing, though. Just like in any article you read about this breakup or everything, like it's such a travesty because everyone's just like, "Oh, oh, but they were so perfect." Just like, yeah, no, they weren't, you know. So I feel like, oh, and, and just like they get, they get, they get like. You know, saying, oh, they influence so many people, but I don't know anyone's music that really sounds in any way influenced by that. You know what I mean? It's almost like it's a, yeah. it was a, a style uh. type thing, just like a, a look or a, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't really a musical influence from, from what I can, I can, uh, 
ascertain. So, right. yeah, so that pisses me off. And then, like, oh, Kim Gon's the queen. I'm like, the queen of what? Like, she, to me, she dresses like <laughs> shit and always did. Do you know what I mean? Like, you Courtney so? Love dressed way dresses better than awesome. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen her in anything that's that amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like, nothing that I think is, like, really that iconic or amazing, you know? And they call her, like, some 60s queen. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, that's, like, so Maybe they mean me she's off. in her 60s. <laughs> Maybe that is what they meant. <laughs> anyway, see, I just want to kind of talk about that. But, like, do, what do you think? Like, do you think uh, that they had more musical influence than I am detecting? Or? I think they, I really think they do. I don't know if it was an American thing, but we just, uh, you know, more so, I don't know. Um, we just I just heard about them all the time like they're so 90s and like I really like their style yeah. like I, I just remember they had like that kind of that grunge swagger that was a little bit ahead of its time um, is how I yeah. would describe it so um, but I you know I, I couldn't get into their music really but I, I just I dig them that's just it though I, they're a band like that's what it's like should be do you know what I mean like if, if you couldn't like you know I feel like the music itself like that's like you said it's a swagger and it's a style yeah. like, I feel like that's what it is like it's, it's all fluff and no substance you know so I think yeah. that's what pisses me off about it yeah I think I feel like their substance is in the style and the music is kind of a side effect <laughs> Right, right, right. Maybe. That would be fine, except that they're musically treated like they've got they've got value. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. like the style granted them a pass on the music. That's not okay with me. So, well, I don't yeah. know. Like, the, <laughs> I, the, now I'm actually curious. Like, I want to know people who are way into Sonic Youth and, and how they feel about yes, the music. Yes, please and... chime in. Visit dongtini.com and comment. Yeah, we haven't been encouraging comments, people. Join the discussion. You know, and and tell us what do you think of Sonic Youth? Am I a fucking fool? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> My mom says I'm well. not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> My intuition is telling me that I am not a fool and that you are. <laughs> so yeah, more feedback, please, because it sounds like we're neither of us are, are invested enough to have enough of it. Yeah, so I think yeah, it's like that. I just I wouldn't I wouldn't I, my dislike is more out of me thinking they get too much credit. That yeah, that'll 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 get my blood up on anybody. So yeah, it <laughs> sure will. <laughs> and then it's yeah. always entertaining. <laughs> I wonder if some some one of our listeners is like getting really angry about classico pasta sauce, saying I mean it just didn't bother me before, but I mean she's going on about it like it's the greatest sauce ever. I mean it's just stupid. <laughs> I hate it. It's just not that good. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. What if? And, and that what seems if? like that would be even better than my eh, opinion on pasta sauce. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I've never had any that, that I got hard over, you know, <laughs> as you have. <laughs> and maybe that's worse than hating it because I don't have any strong feelings in either direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it's good to have these strong feelings. I grew a penis and got hard for it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> um, now, um, uh, Davey went to South by Southwest. Uh, do you have any, any interesting tales to tell about that? He How did. did he like he, it? He sent, he wrote it up in a big, hilarious document. Um, I don't know if you're a I read recipient the of. Okay, okay. I was a recipient so of the document. Tales. I just didn't think all of that could be shared. So that's oh, why no, no. I, yeah. I, I, um, I throw to you for. <laughs> Overall, like he had a really, a really good time, but I, and I was kind of halfway jealous I wasn't there. And the other half of me is like, if I was at that festival, I would just be judging everyone younger than me, thinking they were dumb, and I'd be wanting to lie down the whole time. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> I, and I think he had, he had a bit of that as well. But he did. He said he ran into some Dongtini fans there. Or did he find this? Or did you? What, what no, 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 no. I was like, wow, David did too. It's like, no, my friend no, Eric. No, it was did. your story. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! I'm getting my wires crossed. It's okay. Uh, yeah, no, my friend Eric. Um, Paparozzi, he's a he's a musician, and he was down there, and um, I bumped into him uh, at my local grocery store, the one that was trying to help me through this classical saga, and um, <laughs> and he and uh, and he told me he he met two people, and uh, he described them as a power couple, um, and uh, he said that um, one was a publicist and one was a writer, and he said that um, he he came to mention that he knew Neil Hamburger, and they're like. Oh, we love Dongtini, and I was like, "What?" Because I was like totally expecting him. To just, they just turned out to be Neil Hamburger fans, but they were like Dongtini fans, and they were like quoting stuff and like totally like praising us to him. And they said, "Wow, so do you know Baby Quincy?" And I was just like totally excited and thrilled to uh, to have our fans talking uh, talking us up to uh, to my friends. So thank you guys. Who you are. I didn't your name. So um, yeah, but power you know couple, are, surely. Thank you, Power Couple. <laughs> you guys Between sound that nice. and having fans going out and finding my pasta sauce, I'm feeling very empowered this week. Seriously. <laughs> Go with it. Yeah. Um, now, uh, I think in the last week or so, um, uh, an important figure was uh, imprisoned. And you are not familiar with this person. This person okay, I'm not. Was, I. And I'm disappointed I in myself because he seems so fascinating after I started looking yes. him up on YouTube. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So Kevin Trudeau, the um, the infomercial scam artist, he was imprisoned, sentenced to 10 years for making fraudulent claims in his in his diet book. Um, he said it had there was something that is from the 50s that you know doctors have been suppressing, the food industry is suppressing, and don't want you to know. And it turned out it was just something about exercising and eating 500 calorie a day diet. But anyway. <laughs> And he'd, he'd been charged with something else last year, and he was like fined thirty-seven million dollars, and he just kind of was like "fuck you," and he just kept like spending his money on lavish holidays and and flights and things. So, yeah, so he's a total dick. But the thing is, despite all this, and now you finally saw him because I told you to have a look. But he's just so charismatic. Like I remember the first time I saw him, it was around 1995 when we first started getting infomercials in Australia, and there was this fake talk show with him and Danny Bonaducci. Oh and Danny Bonaducci was fake interviewing him about this um, memory program. And I just was like, wow, this, he seems like a really nice guy. Like, I just thought, I'm sure this product is shit, but god damn it, he's so nice. And I just was really sucked into it. And then the next show, he was interviewing the speed reading guy, and he was the interviewer. And he's just got <laughs> such an amazing, like, I can't even, like, he's just probably like one of those charismatic salespeople I've ever seen in my life, you know, like, I, it's oh. mesmerizing to me, so, while I'm totally glad he's been put in jail, it's like I still feel this warmth when I think of his, his presentation. Oh, that's so interesting. So, and he's so universally well-known, I was uh, I was chatting with uh, listener Eugene and uh -huh. um, the subject of basketball came up, he's like, I've never seen a uh, basketball game, I'm like, not even on oh, TV and he's like, no, but previously, I say, I, we'd had this conversation I know, right, but then in previous <laughs> conversation we talked about Kevin Trudeau and I'm like you've never seen basketball but you've seen Kevin Trudeau like that's, that's how wide his reach was he was reaching to Australia South Africa like everywhere so it's pretty pretty amazing and that last 
like the infomercial just about the about the the book um, uh, how many times did it aired it aired yeah in 2006 and 2007 the infomercials aired 32,000 times like wow. and that's you know 10 years after I first got into him you know so um, but what did you think of him when you saw him and just like never heard of him before when I saw him he reminded me of Joel Osteen that um that uh-huh. kind of creepy preacher with the white smile from Houston um, yes, so there yes. was that, but I think I'm and, and I could see I'm always sensitive t- or to the slickness of somebody. Like if they're really charming, I'm like, hmm, what's going on here? We you know if they're yes, yes. trying to sell something or they're a pastor. So uh, he reminded me of a megachurch pastor, honestly. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think so I don't smooth, have as much you know? of, a, of a radar for that. Yeah, yeah he seems smooth. like he's good at but whatever just he is. Warm. Yeah. yeah, he just had this warmth that I don't see in a lot of. I, well, when I see little fragments of these of these pastors, you know, what I, mean? I think it's because they're they're actually they're trying to sell something and pretending they're not, whereas he is. But he just I don't know. Yeah, good, I can see good the, the, the same thing. It's like I found this great thing and I really want you to know about it. Like just that kind of you know heartfelt tone. So yeah, I can definitely see the resemblance. Have you heard the good news of Jesus Christ? <laughs> I'd heard it. I, d- I didn't believe it, but I've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of good news for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I've heard recently about this pastor. Now, just I'm not talking about uh, pastor sauce. I'm talking about P A S T O R. In this episode, <laughs> I, have to, I, have to, I have to specify, you know, because <laughs> of course all pastor sauces are atheists because they don't believe in anything because they have no consciousness. <laughs> so this pastor who goes atheist for a year and. Um, he sounds like he's really trying. He sounds like somebody who's very... Um, have you heard about this guy? Yeah, I did. I don't remember his name. I don't remember yeah, his name Yeah, and he sounds like someone who's just got into the whole questioning process and, you know, it doesn't sound like he's like, I 100% believe it. I'm just going to try this for kicks. It just sounds like someone who, uh, you know, has slowly... You know, he, he's gotten very, very liberal and is not happy with the Seventh-day Adventist, you know, Ooh. stance on gay marriage and that kind of right. thing. So I think that that's what's kind of, you know, kind of, you know creating the the, the the split here you know so yep. he's trying out atheism for a year but I, I, you know I just don't really think that's possible in terms of being an atheist he's saying he's like being an atheist by not going to church and not praying and doing all that stuff whereas there's people who believe but don't do that stuff anyway you know right, what I right. Mean? So, right. yeah so um, but I just want to know your opinion on, on what you think if you think this part time part uh, time atheism is possible I think it's yeah I think it's kind of cool because because um, I know you used Rollins. to say that you used to say hmm you used to say a long time ago that you were a part-time atheist or something. Yeah, so, I, well, I uh, still, yeah. like, I still kind of am. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm agnostic, I guess, but I, you know, I practice right. Christianity, so I'm in this weird space, and and no one seems to understand it. And I don't even really understand it, but um, I'm, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really down with um, Peter Rollins every year for Lent, the season of Lent. He, um, at, he holds classes called Atheism for Lent, where you abandon all your right. faith. And I think that's really right. awesome because he's like, it, it's, it's, you know, the philosophy of deconstruction kind of at just distilled way down where if you abandon these, um, uh, like, dogmas that give you comfort, then you're going to figure that's out right. what you truly believe. So, um, right. and I really think that's cool. So that, that sounds like that, that could possibly be what this pastor guy is doing. And right, right. So, yeah. 
Have you have you done that at all? The Lent thing with, that uh, Peter Rollins suggested. Yeah, yeah. And how did that work out for you? Like, it's, can you? Is it possible to like wake up one day and it's like no? Like the way I wake up every day, just think there's nothing like this. Is yeah. Anything. See, I don't. I can don't you, have that, do that certainty. I don't have that certainty in any uh-huh. direction. So um, right, right, every right. day is kind of like this. Your heart is being pulled and rended all the time. <laughs> right, right, right. So um, it was it was comforting to to be like I'm just not gonna you know entertain that today. And and that was like that was easier. Right. Okay. I like that a lot. <laughs> right, right, right. Interesting. Yeah. And did you feel like so the overall thing? Did you feel any? I mean, so have you? So did, are you doing it for Lent this year? Or have you done it in a previous year or? Yeah, I yeah I have I do Lent like the last two years I gave up worrying, which was awesome uh-huh. because um, uh-huh. I, I just realized how much I try to control things just by worrying about them because I I kind of feel right. like on some some level that if I can worry about it I've got my hand in it somehow I can control it I can You're you know right. like, yeah. <laughs> I can keep I, it from I dealt happening with a lot of that in therapy. Oh yeah. yeah, oh nice. Yeah yeah just like because it's, it's like a control thing not that I'm out trying to control everything that's happening but my worry is based in my inability to control everything exactly. you know I can't go in and stop that person from saying that thing and upsetting that person I can't have a party and make sure everybody has a good time like that kind of thing that kind of control was is, you know is a cause of worry and stress and anxiety so yes yeah, oh 100% that, that came up so yeah so I definitely 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 get on that but so so when you tried practicing the atheism for, for Lent so, so mm-hmm. I mean yeah I mean how did you feel like any great difference or I mean how did you feel like you could really do it um it, it made me more aware of of my doubts and I really liked that and it also didn't give uh-huh. me rest from them it didn't it didn't allow me to write them off and say okay I definitely don't believe this but it gave me right. like new perspective and I really liked that so um, that's why I think that this year-long thing this pastor guy is doing could be really cool. I wonder what he's going to yep. come up with after it. Yep. I think, yeah. I mean, just from just judging by where he was at before, it almost sounded like he was just there anyway. He just seemed so disillusioned. But, you know, that's, you know, we'll see what happens. So yeah. I'm, I'm very curious to see how he comes out. Uh, at the, He was more, I, I was actually hoping he'd be less disillusioned in the beginning. Because now I feel like, oh, well, he's already almost here. You know? <laughs> so it's yeah. like, I kind of wanted to see if somebody could really be like, I totally 100% believe this. And I'm just going to try this and see how that impacted them. Like, I was kind of more curious for that. But yeah. Yeah. Either that, way. I'm curious about that too. To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Cool. So, continuing on with our, our very Jesus episode. Um, uh, <laughs> that's got to be in the opening. A very Jesus episode. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Mark Driscoll issued an apology. And I read this apology. And frankly, mm-hmm. I thought, well sounds like a big step forward and then you knocked that down pretty quickly for me by <laughs> showing me some history on the subject some facts and then I realized it was a bunch of horseshit but on the surface just to a, a lay person I was like wow this is great it looks why great would on she, the surface doesn't it why would she cut this guy a break he's trying so hard <laughs> believe me I hear that every day <laughs> yep so yeah, so do you want to explain the apology and what was wrong with it? <laughs> well, yeah, this is <clears throat> he. Okay, I will start at the with the fact that he posted um, 
what he called an apology in a, a private forum and said, don't leak this. Um, this is just for certain people in this forum. And I have been a prideful, you know, I had anger and pride and I'm going to take a break from social media now. But, um, and so he, and at the end he's like, don't post this apology anywhere else. Well, the next day it's leaked to Reddit and it kind of makes the rounds. And so, um, something about that says to me, uh, I'll just start with, yeah, my first problem with it is, is that if you're going to apologize, like to the people who he, you know, he has swindled, you know his church bought up extra copies of the book so that it would make it onto the New York Times bestseller list. And he was yeah. saying, we did that to spread the gospel of Jesus as far as possible, but we shouldn't have done that. Which yeah. is cool for him to say. But, like, I, I would love... If it was a sincere apology, I would want him to say it to the public, you know? Like, yeah. to everyone he swindled. Not just these people in the select small group who are who are members right. of Mars Hill, who have signed contracts that are, have non-disclosure agreements that they've legally signed in order to be on this certain website that are going to hear these words from him. Yeah. Um, another thing is that he has a history of doing this. In 2007 and in 2011, he, he said similar things. Like, he's like, I am yeah. going to change. And, you know, it's just like, eh. um, yeah. Third of all, he was, um, oh, I I feel like it's a publicity stunt in, a, in the sense that you know, a couple people have this theory, and I think it could be plausible that it would look more sincere if he said it in this private forum than it was leaked. You know, it would look right. like it was sincere, and at the end, he's like, he yes. called it an apology. But then, I after this, there have been 20 pastors who used to be pastors in Mars Hill churches who are calling for a mass exodus of Mars Hill and are <gasps> telling people leave leave these churches. I know it's a big deal, wow. and they they have written very sincere and wonderful apologies where I'm like, now that is a fucking apology. If you're going to apologize, wow. they were like, I am so sorry for the ways that I covered my own ass at your expense. I am so sorry for the way, you know, I would love to meet with you in person if you, if I have if personally offended you. Like, these are wow. the kinds of things these people are saying. And so that I can't think that Mark Driscoll's making that great of an apology if, yeah. if he's not saying these sorts of things, you know, so. Wow, he got showed up fast. That's amazing. It just shows how yeah, like, lame his apology was. Excellent. I really want to read some of those. That sounds like excellent. I know. Please put some up on the website so people can uh, enjoy. Yeah, know. oh, definitely. I'll link to those at donkini.com. Excellent. Yeah. Now, aside from Mars Hill, which, you know, we accept their, their degree, uh, uh, Christian culture in general have been being dicks. What's, uh, what's going on with, with the, the <laughs> children? Uh, okay. Yesterday, ah. this... <laughs> ah. Yesterday, this organ... I know, I'm like Tommy Wizzo going... Uh, <laughs> hooking out ah. at the end. <laughs> why, Lisa, Why? <laughs> <laughs> you betray me, you bitch. <laughs> God forgive me. Okay, that's what World Vision needs to say. No, no, World Vision doesn't need to say that. Okay, the people who are boycotting World Vision need to ask God's forgiveness because there is this really great. I think, in my opinion, it's a great organization called World Vision, and it is run by Christians, but they're pretty rad Christians. They they do world relief for you know people. Yeah, in, I know in World Vision. Countries. I did. Do they have the forty-hour famine here? I did the forty-hour famine. Yes. Have that? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I've that's done really it like cool. a few times. Yeah. Like oh, in, that's really like, cool. Like, when I was 12 and 13, I did it. I think the third wow. time I tried to do it, I ate, I ate some baked goods because I couldn't stand 
<laughs> Baked goods. <laughs> Famine is hard. It is. <laughs> so World Vision is rad because they um, provide relief to countries that you know have famine and don't have clean water, and they send doctors. They have healthcare, and um, we sponsor a child through them. And um, that they are a Christian organization, but they really don't proselytize hard. They and um, so that's why I've always liked about them. They're like yep. um, that's always secondary to taking care of the people. And so yesterday, the president of World Vision said, "We are now going to hire gay Christians." We're changing our policy and because we believe that that is bigotry not to hire them. And so now, which is wonderful. So now all these conservative Christians are pulling their support and their donations from World Vision. And I am furious because that means children are going to be very, they're going to suffer a lot and a lot will probably die because these yeah. people are saying we're going to give our money to Compassion International or someone who has who has biblical morals about this sort of thing. So I've been on Twitter telling people, I'm like, I just want you to write a letter to the kid that whose support you're pulling from and telling them why that yeah. they're not going to get to have food or health care anymore because of your decision. You know, just tell them why. Yeah. <laughs> but, so like, I, I shed tears over it. Like, it just made me so angry that these people would say, we're going to do God's thing. And I'm like, God, Jesus never said one word about gay marriage or gays or anything. He said lots of things about taking care of the poor. So... I've been screaming on Twitter about that in the last That's day. That's really bad. But but at it's least really it, bad. Yeah, that is really bad. But at least I, it will, if those people drop World Vision, it's not an individual um, dropping of that their child. Because I think it's like a... Uh, you know what I mean? Like if somebody just stops paying, it's like, sorry, kid, your check didn't come this month. You know, I think it's more like, like yeah. it's a pool of money and you're allocated a child. Like you're getting stuff. Right, right. And, you know, but it's not like technically like... Every, you know, your check is going straight to them. Another thing, though, my right. mom used to, as I didn't even think of it until, like, you know, while you were talking, but my mom worked for World Vision for a while, and she was really upset oh, really? by a lot of the waste that she saw. Like, really? Just in their expenses. Oh. Yeah, yeah. This is in Australia. She right. But, yeah. So I think yeah. all those, you know, so many of those companies, uh, those organizations are like that, you know. I used to sponsor a child sure. through Plan. Plan was, like, a secular, well, still is a secular uh, uh -huh. Uh, organization um, doing that kind of stuff too, but yeah, and like even I think they had their their they, they you know, I was happy with their you know their breakdown of what, where the money all goes, but um, yeah, I'm not saying these yeah. people should pull out of World Vision for this reason. It's obviously fucking stupid, but yeah, it's just so hard <laughs> to like do donations because everyone's got like some awful know, story to tell. Everything's fucked up somewhere. Some point. yeah, yeah, Ugh. yeah. I just, uh, and I know that it's a bl kind of a blanket donation thing. I'm sure, I know they pull the money, but I do think that it will hurt the, the kids in some way. And so yeah, a lot yeah. of people Obviously are like doubling their donations. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that, that things will be okay. It's just like, it's so gross, you know, to see that people believe that. And um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that it's, yeah. we're not going to give, we're going to, yeah take money from starving kids who need health care yeah, because yeah. their organization would, would let, let a gay person take care of them. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just absolutely the worst. So, oh, yeah, One thing I remember my mom saying about World Vision was that um, I think she was upset because they had like you know when these business companies have plants delivered like rented plants they had rented yeah. plants and that really pissed her off it's like what a waste of money to like have rented plants like just you um, know yeah they didn't even, yeah that, i think that really <laughs> bummed her out <laughs> well like, i can understand that. that should be bare bones at a place like that <laughs> so 
Yeah, I, I think that was the biggest beef, but I'll double check with her because it was it was a long time ago. Um, now you brought this up before the the your your word issue. Do you want to talk about that? Yes, with, um, one of my pet peeves. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because today, um, you know, David picked me up from the bus stop, and I'm like, "Oh, what's in this bag?" And he goes, "Oh, just some necessities." And I'm like, "Oh, I hate that word." And he goes, "Your list of words you hate keeps getting longer and longer." <laughs> Greg says that about me too. Like, not a list of words, just general things he's not allowed to talk about or say that get me angry. What's wrong with this? I don't know, but I, yesterday I got annoyed at the word available. I, I just like, oh, because it reminds yeah. me of how moms and grandmas pronounce it. Like, they really like to hit the first L and it just drives available. me crazy. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I don't know why I'm terrible. Well, you know what? I saw something before you get into the into the details of that. Okay. Just in terms of you feeling sensitive about that and me feeling sensitive about certain things. Like Greg said, this cough, and I just get so angry about the cough. Like he can't help it, and it just makes me go. And like when people sneeze really loudly, I get really angry. You know, it's like what's wrong with me? You know. And then I read this article the other day about sensitive people, and I think and just and one of the things that listed that sensitive people are like really it said that annoying sound is annoying to everybody but it's extra annoying to sensitive people and i think that's just what it is it's just like we're very sensitive to things and just like certain things even if it can't be helped it just right. hits a certain a certain tone with us that is upsetting to us so you know not that i think that gives me the right to go yell at people for coughing and sneezing but yeah but it explains why <laughs> it, we're it like, explains oh. why i have such a deep a reaction to them so the same would well, be, then sense. i would add these add these words our reaction to these words and things as well so well we're both kind of there. emotionally yeah we're emotionally empathic i would think like we can kind yes, of pick up definitely. on feelings so that's like definitely yes. a, a trait of a sensitive person in some ways so yeah um, another thing it mentioned was it said at the supermarket you're probably quick to move your cart and keep your eye on your cart but not because yes. you're worried about somebody stealing something but because you don't want other people your cart blocking everyone else's path and i'm like yes i do exactly yes. that so, yes just wait yeah. till quincy starts walking because you're gonna be like now get out of the way okay you like you want him to learn to stay on the side like i'm still like yes. that with the kids i'm like make sure that you're not in anyone's way okay yeah and when i see other people not caring it like really bothers me and i think right because yeah, i'm sensitive so anyway so you're sensitive to now uh, available <laughs> <laughs> available necessities and as we know um i don't like when people use the word less when they should say fewer and right. um when I, my okay listener todd um emailed me and he said i was just listening to your episode where you're talking about this and i thought i would i would help you explain it um you can have fewer dongs but then you'd need less dong content <laughs> like yes that's it because he said um fewer fewer is numbers and less is amount so you could have fewer dongs but you need less dong content you couldn't have less dongs and fewer content like that that's just wrong but well if it it was i I, i'm now picturing it like with with that example like if it was liquid you would Mm -hmm. say no would that work see yeah because it's an amount like liquid isn't a number it's an amount Right, so it's just there was less liquid, but um, but I think yeah, my thing is that less pencils, fewer pencils, less liquid. (laughs) Right, right, because I just feel like less can still apply to both. Do you know what I mean? Like fewer can't apply to liquid, but less can apply to both. I still feel it. Um, (laughs) Yes, less fewer. I'm just not quite. 
quite feel it. I'm still not feeling it. Can you give me the dong example again? Give me the dong example again. Okay. Um, okay. The premise is that fewer is numbers and less is content. So right. um, you can have fewer dongs, but then you'd need less content. Yeah, no, I think we all get a hit around that. We just feel that less can apply to numbers as well. Um, have you seen that clip where Weird Al goes into Barnes & Noble and there's a check stand that says 15 items or less and he takes a, a magnet that says fewer and puts it over less and he rolls his eyes and walks away and I'm like, yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> I that. So yeah, numbers yeah. and content. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I understand it. I, I understand it, the technical difference. difference Dongs but, and yeah. semen. What? Dongs and semen. Numbers and content. Oh, I gotcha now. You can't have fewer semen, but you can have less semen. Yeah. <laughs> but why would you want less? Good thing we I didn't know that a discussion on less and fewer was going to lead into the, the, the closing segment. Dongs <laughs> in the news Um This dong um is in a courtroom. I should bang something on the table like a judge. <laughs> Can't believe I just banged a sippy cup on a table to talk about a dong in the news in a courtroom. <laughs> seems so wrong. Anyway, um, a British jury was listening to a case about sexual assault. This 70-year-old guy is uh, is the defendant in this case about some sexual oh assault that happened in the 80s. Um, but they had to, the judge had to excuse the, um, the jury for a while because they couldn't stop laughing because there was a lot of testimony about the defendant's two and a half inch penis. Oh! <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Two and a half inches? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, he said, uh, let's see, um, the woman said in her evidence she thought Clifford was well endowed and his penis was very large, but then she says, I had only seen one before, I had never seen one in that proximity, in that situation. The court has heard claims that his penis is tiny and no more than two and a half inches when erect. When Richard Howell, QC, defending, asked her about the issue, the woman remarked, I have a small mouth. I do. My dentist always said. Oh, oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, the jury had to be sent outside because they couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, I'm glad to see this assailant getting ridiculed publicly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That feels good. Indeed. So, that about wraps it up for this week. So, uh, please, I haven't made a request for this in a while, but please call the Dong line at 323-301-DONG. Dong is a wiener. Please share your thoughts on pasta sauce, Sonic Youth, Kevin Trudeau, part-time atheism, whatever you'd like. Call the dong line or leave a comment at dongtini.com. There's Yay. a comment section awaiting, awaiting your musings. Uh, also, while you're at dongtini.com and you were going to buy something on Amazon, go and click on the Amazon link first and we'll get a kickback. That would be tops. I can buy more pasta sauce with it. Anyway, so until next time, bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone. Bye. Woo! <laughs>